Hello everyone and welcome to this platform talk at the National Theatre. I'm Kate Bassett and I'm delighted to be hosting this uh, afternoon's discussion about Angels in America with Andrew Garfield and Denise Goff, who are both uh, remarkable uh, electrifying actors That's and who true. are obviously... <laughs> who are both co-starring in the National Theatre's <laughs> remarkable... Sort of manages to be hallucinatory and hard-hitting revival of Angels in America, which is... Tony Kushner's epic and self-styled gay fantasia on national themes, which I'm sure lots of you have already seen, probably, or some of you are almost bound to be imminently seeing it. Um, I'm just going <coughs> to quickly explain the setup of the platform before we get rolling. Uh, we're going to be discussing the play and the production for about 40 minutes, uh, and then I'll open up the house to you, uh, so please do be thinking of questions about the production and the play that you'd like to ask Andrew and Denise. Um, and save them up for them, that would be <coughs> great. And the other thing I, sh I need to say is, um, if you feel the urge, the rising urge to take a photograph, because you grapple with the temptation. <laughs> uh, uh, but I, I hear that apparently it's okay to be doing social media, so you're on the side of the angels uh, when you do that. So basically, no photos, but social media is okay. Uh, let me introduce you both properly. Uh, Denise is fast becoming a National Theatre linchpin, not only playing Harper Reagan and Or darling, parts, you can say linchpin or darling. Uh, darling. I prefer darling. I like darling. Yeah. <laughs> um, not only uh, playing Harper in this <coughs> and, and other roles, but having been uh, Emma, the drug addict going into rehab in Duncan Macmillan's um, triumphant National Theatre hit, um, which went to the West End and also is going to New, New York. York very soon, um, which won you an Olivier Award. It did, I have it here. <laughs> <laughs> and a Critic Circle Award, have you got that? Oh, just everything, she I just won one. all the awards <laughs> for it. <laughs> uh, and I remember seeing you as well, um, I, must, I think it was probably 2012, thinking this amazing stage presence in um, Eugene O'Neill's Desire Under the Elms, yeah. the Lyric Hammersmith, and I think possibly the same year at the Bush, you were the... Yep. Very menacing, intruding nanny yep. in Our New Girl at the Bush. Um, a range of roles. A for range me. of roles, many TV roles, including the series Gorilla, which is about, uh, sort of relevant to this, it was a piece about the revolutionary movement and black activism. The, yeah, the Black Power movement. In the 70s. Yep. Um, Conor McPherson's drama Paula, Paula um, which involved. I've done a lot of work. Chemistry, teaching, <laughs> and dangerous sex. <laughs> I think I'll sum that up. Same thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and Andrew, uh, also, I think I remember seeing you being uh, amazing in your very early performances here, particularly The Overwhelming, which mm. you played the kind of Bolshe teen. Mm. Didn't you? It was about Rwanda and the genocide. Mm. Uh, and obviously, Andrew's gone on to Hollywood and Spider Man. Uh, while combining that with, I think, really interesting film choices that are about interesting political and ethical and historical subjects so the facebook um social met the, the social network and never let me go the ishiguru story about clones and genetics mm. and then recently martin scorsese's silence which i thought was quite interesting in terms of this is about persecuted jesuits in mm. 17th century um japan and then we're really cheery yeah they? really cheery <laughs> mel gibson's hacksaw really ridge well. which were you a seventh day adventurist adventist, adventist christian yeah. um resisting carrying arms in world war ii mm. um 
So I don't know how both of you have managed to find time amongst the epic um, production as well to, to be here tonight. So thank you very much this afternoon. Thank you very much. Um, could I just start by <coughs> asking you to, for anyone who hasn't seen it, to just describe who you play and how you interact in this sort of extraordinary s epic storyline. Do you want to go first, Denise? Uh, okay, so I play Harper Pitt, who is um, uh, Mormon, agoraphobic, uh, valium addict, who's married to a man who's battling with his sexuality. Um, and so most of my interactions are with Russell Tovey, who plays Joe, but my interactions with Andrew, playing Pryor, um, mostly happen in hallucinations and uh, I discovered quite early on that actually Andrew's character and is is the person that she gets her love from. So it's um, a very important relationship for me uh, because all the rest of it is so depressing. I always know, <laughs> I know when I see Andrew on stage that it's going to be nice for me. So <laughs> um, uh, yeah. yeah, so they kind of help each other to work out their. Um, they seem to both be striving for the same kind of. Thing thing, I guess, and are helping each other to figure it out in these hallucination scenes. Kay. Do you want to say a bit about your sure. role? And yeah, I play um, Pryor, so I've been looking this way for a long time, I just realised. Hello. Great person. Um, <laughs> you're all still here. Um, <laughs> I play Pryor Walter, who is um, a 30-year-old gay man in New York City, um, and he's you know, just a gorgeous uh, human being. Really physically, handsome. Mostly just aesthetically, <laughs> externally. Um, <laughs> no, he, and he is, he's, um, he's uh, a lover of life, um, and he is an incredibly competent, uh, funny, uh, loving, compassionate, uh, caregiving um, to a fault mm. um, kind of person. And... Uh, I mean, uh, uh, are there some people who haven't seen the play yet in... Yeah, yeah okay, so I won't say too much. But um, suffice to say, he, he, he's given some t pretty terrible news at the beginning of the play, before the beginning of the play, actually. Um, and uh, the, he spends the, the rest of the time trying to, trying to deal with it, trying to figure out how to live with it. And uh, Denise's character, Harper, is one of, one of his angels like he is for her. Um, and there's a very profound connection that they have and there's a, a real need of each other. There's a real kinship and a real kind of sisterhood um, between, between those two characters, which is a, a quite a beautiful thing to find each other during the kind of um, mm. the hell of uh, the reality that they're both in. Mm. Great. I also want to ask you what, I suppose, what first, what drew you to the script? What, uh, what drew you to say yes? And more broadly, what do you think is kind of remarkable about it as a play? Do you want to go first, I th Andy? Yeah, I think uh, it's, I, I I, of course that question was going to be asked and I thought about it and I had, I had no answer um, and I still don't. And I, uh, there's an unconscious thing that, that this play is dealing with and I think, you know, Tony wrote a lot of it from his own unconscious. I think he would agree with that. Th there's, a, there's, for instance, there's, there's one scene that Harper he dreamt. Has that he, he dreamt. He it. dreamt a scene and then just yeah. wrote it. Which, which um, scene? Then I have to which play it. Which scene? Which scene is that? <laughs> it's in Paris Joy Game, Brooklyn Heights. So she's standing in the rain, and I couldn't. I was like, "Can you help me? I don't." 
what is she talking about? And he said, oh, I dreamt that. I, I basically, I went to bed, I, I dreamt it in its entirety, and I've never changed it. And I was like, yeah, okay, cheers for that. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks, yeah. But it is, it is. Yeah, like but it still makes, it's so weird, because you just say, okay, well, I just opened myself up to it. I'm just going to say it then. And then somehow in the tapestry of this epic thing, it just makes total sense, doesn't it? It's mm -hmm. so... You kind of have to get out of the way of uh, of trying to kind of uh, control the writing. The play is, oh, I mean, I was saying backstage, I thought this was going to be a walk in the park. That's why I took it. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'll do something where I have loads of time off stage and she's on Valium, which is way easier than the drugs I've had to pretend to be on for people, place and things. And then I was like, oh, God, it's so so enormous and so profound. I've mm. never worked on anything. I didn't know what I was getting into. I really didn't. But I, I wanted to work with But Marianne. I think the characters have the same experience in terms of um, the getting out of the way. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll, I'll speak for myself. Playing this, playing prior, there's um, this longing to control the, the mm. one's circumstances, one's reality to... Sorry. Rationalize uh, um, <laughs> feathers. <laughs> to, to rationalize um, and to explain and to analyze, to compartmentalize um, the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune that all of these characters are um, are kind of you know you know hit with. Mm. Um, and I think part of the beauty and the awfulness of being the actor and the character within these plays is that it it demands that you surrender because yeah. you're being pulverized constantly yeah. by events or by um, uh, and, uh, insults to the soul. Yeah. Um, and the universe saying, fuck you, over and over and over again. And then you go, well, no, well, fuck you, why? And then, and then the uni universe is just like, I'm not saying shit. Mm. <laughs> like how do you how do you how do you and without a spiritual practice which you know prior doesn't have and and you know Harper's spiritual practice is, va is, is a weird addiction. and a punishing punishing God Th so she just thinks everything is wrong yeah. like she's doing everything wrong and these this longing for answers to these yeah. seemingly unanswerable questions of yeah and and I think for 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 prior he has to watch his friends die you know it's off stage but he's witnessing yeah. you know he's witnessing hundreds of you know beautiful, fabulous <laughs> drag queens yeah. die over and over again and with no yeah. explanation, with an attempt to ritualize it, with an attempt to uh, um, make sense out of it. But, but I think the universe mm. feels very unjust and mm. until, you know, I'm mm. not going to talk, talk about it. But also but being in the play too, knowing that all of that happened, like we have forgotten a lot of, a lot of the time, we forget just what happened to gay men. <laughs> like the, it was like a holocaust. And, and oh my God, we're kind of in it. When you're in it thinking, wow, it's a, it's a profound thing that we, we've, this play, is an homage to those men who, like that, at the end, this beautiful speech at the end um, to the audience that, you know, we will not die secret deaths, you know. These men were dying secret deaths. Like they were ignored by governments, by everything. Abandoned and exiled. Abandoned. So, so the, the, the feeling in this play is a sense of, like, I don't know for you, but for me, it's a very lonely experience, this play, mm -hmm. being in it, which is very strange considering you're a part of an ensemble. But every, <coughs> every like, 
person in it is so on their own trying to find their way through like for Harper her husband is is gay and mm. and can't come out and she loves him and wants him to come out but but the it's not her fear of somebody being gay that's the problem it's being lied to you know so trying to come through it's it's really it's a such a good comedy <laughs> and it's <laughs> so much fun no, it's really um, it has it has an effect on it has had an effect on me uh, as a as an actress more than any play I've ever done I think mm. um, because and and now also when you watch it the politics of this play when you see Nathan Lane's character this man who helped put that man in the White House you know we're not out of the woods yet and also I feel like for much younger. Um, and I, I'm not a gay man, so I, I'm only saying that what I would think is like, <laughs> but st or am I? Um, but stand whose shoulders you're standing on, you know, these men that marched and marched and marched to be heard, to mm. be seen, to have, they got bills passed through Parliament or, or through um, Congress that wouldn't have been passed, you know. Mm. It was a brave, brave thing to be, um, to be a, a, a gay man, to be a... a to be standing at the forefront at that time like I don't know there's something about we take it all for granted now you mm. know but uh, I my friend did a show recently and Ian McKellen talked about Ian Charleston dying of AIDS and saying that <coughs> that AIDS was a like a Nazi and it went for the most beautiful part of the person mm. you know so for Ian Charleston it went for his beauty it went for his face and his, you know, it, and his singing voice yeah. it ripped him to shreds you know so the kind of shame that 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 these gay men also were shrouded in because they were basically told you're dying of this because you're gay and that is horrifying and so being kind of I don't know it brings up a lot for me this the yeah. kind of sadness of of that and, and it I feels and, and it but it, and it feels like the play sorry it's a long answer yeah um, we talk a lot but it's like but I think the uh, the, the play is answering that question of um, it's busting the shame it's an attempt yeah. at taking a baseball bat uh, a loving tender baseball bat yeah. to um, yeah. to this false story no to this false narrative, narrative yeah that um, this was um, some sort of, of punishment or some sort of yeah. God sent you know re re Republican going well you see what I yeah. like I think that Tony has written something so deeply profound oh, and, it, and so deeply healing um, and I think that's where Pryor manages to get to within himself and therefore is able to give mm. um, to those that have passed and to the hope and isn't and yeah and to to, it, to it to an audience you know to be able to say all that's mm. gone now all the shame's gone we don't have mm. to think about that anymore that's that mm. was all a lie that we were sold we get to turn away Heal from that. Heal and healing, and healing. very it. healing. Sorry, what was the question? <laughs> 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 oh, well, the question, the question was, um, why were you drawn to it? And I th that's actually that's really interesting reason. seeing your perspective of that because I, for me out there in the audience, uh, I, think, I think I also get the sense of things not making sense and the sort of free wit. The dream thing is really interesting because yeah. I think one thing that's amazing about the script is its ability to be freewheeling and, and almost dreamlike where you go, you just... You just broke the rules as a writer. You yeah, know, you just went. It's off hard. Paste that's really hard as well as, and I, I found it really difficult because a lot of Harper happens in hallucination, and I had to go. Okay, 
I'm in Antarctica now. I can't figure out why I'm in this costume mm. and what this <coughs> led to. She's in Antarctica. You mm. need to deal with it. Like, mm. I <laughs> I can't <laughs> because it was so, I was so vulnerable. I was coming out and going, but like, what are they must be yeah. thinking? What? What's she doing? <laughs> and then for people who'd see Perestroika first, like Harper comes on like a lunatic at the time. <laughs> and I was thinking, but they need to make sense of it. And it's like, absolutely not. Mm. So I no longer try mm. because it just works. Yeah. He has just made a play that you're yeah. allowed to do that in. Yeah, and it's kind of interesting because in the audience, in a way, there's something quite joyful about that. Yeah. That you go, God, this is so liberated as yeah. a storyline. And I think also it's interesting about what you're saying about humour that you use wryly in such comedy and for the audience, possibly not, <laughs> not for you, that it's this extraordinary play that is uh, historical funny. and topical and political. And you're going, okay, this is a really socio-political mm. drama mm. about uh, gay rights, black rights, mm. um, mm. National health care, mm-hmm. women, women, yeah, it's very trenchant and mm. st- alarmingly still trenchant. Mm. And then at the same time, there is lots of humour. Mm. But if you harangue people, yeah. it's not going to work. I, I can't bear it. If I go to the theatre and I'm like, oh, right, we know it was bad. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. But, you know, people find, especially I'm, I'm Irish, you know, the gallows mm. humour. Like, it's, it's not going to work for me. A lesson is not going to be learned for me. And I'm not going to take anything if I feel like I'm being kind of shouted at and lectured. Mm. You know, we have great capacity for humour mm. in the darkest of times. Mm-hmm. And prior particularly Mm. I mean (laughs) it's Mm. just Mm. I can hear uh, over the tannoy when I'm in my dressing room you know there's scenes where I can hear the audience roaring and this is like 25 hours in to the production (laughs) you know (laughs) and I think oh brilliant I'm gonna wander on now in my (laughs) my hallucination crying and they're gonna hate me because I'm the sad bit and you think no he has given it's like with Sean O'Casey in Plow on the Stars you know he has people in the the horrors in one scene and then immediately after mm. the the audience are laughing and so for the ego of an actor too it's great because mm-hmm. you can't get too it's like he's mm. written something that I'm uh, unfortunately you may be dying and it's really tragic and really sad what's happening to you and you are as an actor you're really giving your whole self but then he's written a really funny line that's going to make the audience laugh mm. because that's what mm. the we reality do. of life, isn't it? You know, that's what we do. It's also really interesting because I can totally see what you're saying about your journeys are quite lonely, but both of them. Mm-hmm. And yet, I, partly because it's an epic and partly because of what it's about and how touching it is and how you, through the length of the play you get to know those main characters very mm. well. But it actually feels very communal and you can mm. feel the buzz when the audience walks away and they're talking yeah. about it. That's so there's strange. something... It's amazing, but we feel, we were just talking backstage about, you know, it, there's such a connection between the audience and performers in this, you know. Especially on a two-show day. On a two-show day. Two show day, it's like, when they, they, I always find it was like when I did that play a couple of years ago when the, at the end was like the curtain call was kind of a spiritual experience mm-hmm. for me because I felt like I was part of this as opposed like mm-hmm. there isn't this we're going to stand in front of you and say how difficult that was <laughs> or if we are going to say that we're going to say wasn't that hard for all of us <laughs> yeah. you know it feels like this more than anything um, and people place and things it was a communal we're all in it together which yeah. makes way more sense to me as an actor rather yeah. than that kind of an actress uh, uh, rather than that kind of um, we're separate to you yeah. like it can only happen 
with mm. this. That's the final element. You know, that's why three and a half months of rehearsal nearly <laughs> killed me. I was like, can you please put us in front of people yeah. because we need yeah. the energy exchange. And it is what all the characters are longing for. The characters yeah. are longing for this. Yeah. And I think it's well, what we all are longing for human beings wise apart from like so psychopaths and sociopaths <laughs> is like yeah. we're, 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 we're longing to just fucking like do this and go like are we all are we all, are we okay? all okay is everyone all yeah. right like because the world is how going do we mad. do this how do we live yeah I, I, it, it asks that and i think i don't want to i mean it's so hard to talk about because i know some people haven't seen the play but at the end of the second play those who have seen it there's it's it's really it's about it's about this it's yeah, about yeah. bethesda yeah, and and if you look at the, you know this, the 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 Bible story of Jesus healing the the um the uh, disabled man at the pool of Bethesda, it's it's about oh we need each other yeah. to survive. Yeah. We need yeah. compassion. We need mm. to take care of each mm. other because no one else is going to mm. do it. There's no big great man in mm. the sky that's just going to go. You're okay now. You're okay now. But it's actually us. We mm. are the angels w for, each e other. for each other. But it's in we when we were saying uh, people are flocking to the theatre and to specific shows at the moment too, and it, it's undeniable for me that that's about connection. Yeah, you know we are desperate to connect because we live in a world that is designed to disconnect us and make mm. us think that we're connecting so we're all like mm. following each other and doing all of that but we need this stuff because it's really it generates a really particular kind of energy you know this house is full every single show every show you know it, that's amazing that yeah, so that's many cool. people are coming to see this yeah. show yeah because we are in it. <laughs> that is why. <laughs> <laughs> I um. can't help myself. I'm so nervous. She's <laughs> <laughs> not you to like me. <laughs> this, this, is sort of, this is a sort of huge question, but Mike, I, I, I sort of want to ask you, how, how does being in this, or how does the writing or the characterization, how does it compare to other things you've been in? I suppose because I slightly mentioned in the introduction, you know, mm -hmm. you've played a drug addict, you've played sort of religious sect characters mm -hmm. did, did, is it is it did any of that prepare you for this or or is this mm. stylistically so strange that technically it's a whole different ball game mm. i think every job leads to the next one you know it's why you know every woman i've played feeds into the next woman right. i've played and angels harper will inform the next like it's all building up because we keep you know we're getting mm. older so just like in life it's why you see somebody who's a bit too young taking on a very older role and you think you haven't got any other bodies in you yet. Like you can't mm -hmm. really. Um, so they all inform each other. But like I said earlier, I really did think this was going to be so easy after people play some things. Like I thought, I'll just rest and I'll, you know, chill out in between scenes. But profound writing has a profound effect. Mm -hmm. So and, and that's kind of the price you pay if you're in any way good at this thing, then <laughs> it gets yeah. to you, you know. Yeah, I think that <coughs> one of the amazing things, uh, specifically about this play and Tony's writing, is the spiritual component, um, is the reaching towards the the heavens, as it were. Even if you, well, w you never reach, you never get there. Um, and I think that is maybe the the only other time I actually felt that on stage. I, I did I did um, a play version of, of the story Kess, that mm. great Ken Loach film. And, and Manchester at the Royal Exchange, which is Marianne Elliott's home, really, yeah, and her course, father's yeah. home. Yeah. And, 
in this beautiful, you know, that that's yeah. that space the in the in round. The, in the round space. It's a, yeah. it's a, it, and that space is designed to be uh, a ritual kind of spiritual space. Mm. I think like the, the guys who designed it, they looked at kind of ancient, um, like sacred geometry, and uh, they kind of made the space, uh, they architecturally according to like sharp, like bodies, Chakras. like chakras in the body, oh. and all this kind Amazing. of weird, oh, like right. ancient right. wisdom stuff. So that, so that, that was the first play I did, and that made me go, oh, okay, there's something. This is it's major. this is it's a spiritual, this mm. the art of storytelling, yeah. especially live storytelling, whether it's around a campfire. Yeah. I saw um, uh, Battlefield, um, Peter Brook's one-hour version right, of Battlefield yeah. recently, which is just these beautiful beings on stage, actors. Who 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 were just speaking the text in the most simple and straightforward way, and I was in floods of tears. There was no mm. um, there was no um, tricks. There was no tricks. There was no fuss. There was no ego. It was just be the vessel for the story. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, 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 that is a spirit. It's a it's this yeah. feels to me um, similar to a cathedral. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm. Yeah, as right. close to yeah. the divine and when I see a play or when I'm involved in a play a and again play. very very different to um, a film or a, or a TV yeah. show which we, what we were mm. talking about a little yeah. bit before because of this because there's a there's separation between mm. audience and performers mm. and uh, there's an agitation that, get, that gets created there's a that, that suddenly there's an imbalance whereas as what Denise was saying at the end of this play specifically it feels like we've all been through the mm. same mm. thing mm. together mm. like everyone has participated just by by their mere presence, mm. and that's why I want—we uh, all want to clap the audience at the end of um, of that two show day, yeah, especially for playing their part. Yeah, it's a huge part. But also, I feel <coughs> too that um, I feel more sort of respect. I feel like I'm treated like a human being um, in the theatre by people who come to see it. Like you know. When we did people, place, and things, I had the same feeling of this—just this amazing. I was so proud of everyone in the audience for going to the places that we asked them to go to and everything. But then afterwards, when I would meet people, there was a sense of being able to talk to people like humans, not this kind of oh yeah, thing yeah, that so happens with films where you're like, thing. Jesus, yeah. you're why are you screaming in my face? <laughs> like we're just like we're all. I'm here like yeah, so when I don't know there's something about when <coughs> people watch you go through a process on stage they respect that you're a, actually a human as opposed to a thing th and we've talked about like because it, it's a it's just a different there's such a separation uh, of um, this connects us and I don't know film and TV separate us a little bit which can make for mm. monsters and mm. I yeah. feel much safer here than I do <laughs> any yeah. other thing. But I still want to make loads of movies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if just in case if there's anyone out there. Producers in the audience today. I play really She's good drug addicts. Into movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh God. Do you want uh, having true. having touched on Marionette, do you want to say anything about, you know, what what her directorial approach was. She's amazing. Yeah, I don't think we can say enough about her. Um, <laughs> She's amazing. How on earth did she hold us all together? Uh, yeah, especially considering, like, it's eight pretty, but, like, <laughs> we're quite all, needy. We're all dickheads. We're <laughs> yeah. all, like... I mean, ringing her, well, I just don't know. I had to say to her one day, I was like, stop fiddling. I can't do the fiddling anymore. I feel like I'm losing my mind. It's like, it's just like, But, like, okay, lots of big okay. personalities in yeah. the room. 
Um, yeah. And yeah. and she was she somehow fun. was the container. She, she just loved us. But so again, much. Like, it's this yeah. kind of weird ritualistic mm. spiritual. But also, thing. I found re- what I loved so much about her is that sometimes it can feel, and uh, this is no disrespect, but but there's a there can be a thing of a, a woman, of a, a female director getting into that, getting to such a position. Because um, it can be difficult for us to get to there, but when they get there, they kind of become one of the boys. Right. Yeah. She doesn't do any of that. <laughs> she is a like she is in her female womanness, yes. and it's yes. fantastic to mm. watch because she takes all the great, powerful things that someone who identifies as being a woman mm. ha- has. The, you know, the kind of nurturing. But she was able to be everything mm-hmm. she was so it was so inspiring mm. to me to watch her and not seamless. abandon herself in yes. any way she didn't because right. yeah. i was like oh my god thank god we've all had lots of therapy because my inner child just wants you to be my mother I was <laughs> like, why don't you just fix me i really want you to fix this for me and she was like i don't think that's my stuff and then this. <laughs> oh my god you're amazing <laughs> she's an enlightened woman she's fabulous she and she's funny as well yeah. that's yeah she I'm was great i'm starting she? to think of her a little bit like the Manchester Royal Exchange is sort of in the round yep. she's like some oh, amazing she was so great <laughs> she yeah. really okay. she's and continues to be like she's really there for like yeah she's a very special woman mm-hmm. and in terms of the production uh, I suppose I'm kind of interested in how because it was done at the National in 90 the mid 90s 92 was it 93 early 90s yeah. yeah early 90s um in the then Cottesloe Obvi- I'm not expecting you to compare and contrast those two, but but what do you think about how does the design feed in or the revolves or... Tricky. God, those revolves! Is it? I mean, I actually wondered, t- like, in a very practical way. Oh, and the way, apertures. Like, Tricky. Like, oh Beautiful, I think, like, and everyone Beautiful. I've spoken to, because obviously we can't see it, Yeah. yeah. Um, but in tech, I yeah. mean, like, we, th- m- my favourite period of rehearsal is tech, because I so like sitting there and, yeah, like, watching everyone else's work. Then and it and really like made and sense. And kind of, like, feeling the kind of, you know, looking at the cathedral, looking at the design of the yeah. cathedral. It's like, I love it. Um, so I really could appreciate the design f- as an audience member, but... but Working on it was tough. As an actor, it's tricky. It's hard. Um, especially those revolves, that they're very disorienting, mm-hmm. which could be useful in certain scenes. But in, s- yeah. in other scenes, it, it, it's... Um, like you do all this preparation, especially I think for the first scenes that, that start the first play, oh my God, you're, my first of, you're doing all this preparation. Like, okay, so I'm, I'm in, a, I've just come from a funeral <laughs> and now I'm on the street in New York and I'm with my, my lover. I have AIDS, but I'm oh sorry, no, that I have AIDS. Um, uh, fuck, sorry. Um, Ruined it. Now there's no point in coming to see you know, it. You know, blah, blah, blah. All, all, this, all this kind of like build up and preparation. And then I sit, I sit on the bench and... <laughs> looking and I'm there with the beautiful James McArdle who I can project all of my love and need onto because he's <laughs> such a wonderful human being and I adore him. Um, and then suddenly it's like, like why everything just goes out the window because the revolve I'm starts spinning to around. And I'm just like, wait, I'm on a, p- oh, I'm on a stage. I'm doing a play. There's yeah. people in the audience. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I am just Andrew Garfield. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. And it's, and it's like, and so it, funny, so it's, like it? it's a right. lot to kind of, yeah. but uh, it's kind of great too, because in the same way as with the play, you have to let go of it. You have to kind of go, well, yeah. Here I am because I my f- when when I'm waiting for the the aperture to open, so I'm standing there going, oh, god, and then I start talking, and you think, well, you just <laughs> can't let anything. It's it's kind of like we started talking about it as in 
the the characters feel like they don't ex- belong in the world a lot of them either so it's very difficult yeah. for them to bed down into their world and so actually the set being what it is and being kind of difficult emotionally kind of helps because yeah. you, you're always feeling like oh gee. I mean you should have <laughs> seen us trying to get on and off the revolves in rehearsals like kind of doing this <laughs> fucking hell and then going on to different revolves and being <laughs> <laughs> it's just like arriving in scenes we weren't <laughs> yeah, exactly exactly so it's worked I- it's it's for me the the big the the use of the Littleton like how big it is like, I'm not going to say what happens but when I saw that for the first time I was like Oh wow! This is magic. Mm. This is real magic. And the backstage crew has there's something oh has to be mentioned God, about them they're because amazing. because they're all um, in ninja outfits backstage, all in, in black, covered faces. Like there's just arms catching you backstage. Yeah, because they're they're they're, they're some they're, they are visible to the audience in some moments, but you can't see them because they're all shrouded in black. Yeah. But we can't see them either, so we're kind of like bumping into yeah. like. Hi, Eddie. Sorry, Eddie. Oh God, who are you? <laughs> Which one are you? <laughs> It's kind of, it's, a, it's an amazing feat. But we did have them have a curtain call at the end. And they hated and it. And they hated it. Oh so really? as soon as Marianne left, they were like, no, no, we're fine. We don't want to do it. So <laughs> they would come out and like there'd be a huge gang of us. And it's such a brilliant thing to do. But they were like, the whole point is that we want to be backstep. We don't have any interest. And also the pub is closing. I don't want to be waiting <laughs> for the curtain call. Fabulous. And, and I, from the rehearsal photos, I'm assuming that Tony Kushner himself was at least partially in rehearsals? Yeah, he was there for, um, I think it was a week. He, he had, he had uh, I think, cumulatively about a week or so with us. It didn't feel like he was there loads, though. No, not at all, because we had an 89-week rehearsal process. No, not literally. I was 16 um, when I started epi- this epi- fucking <laughs> play. <laughs> no, we, it was a long, we had 11, 11 weeks. That is long. Which yeah. we needed. Yeah. I, oh, I needed it, it anyway. Like, I needed it. Um, too much. I need more. Um, <laughs> <coughs> but um, but that that was a great for me. I loved that that having him in because oh, he's great. He is great, and also it was like um, it was the best of times and the worst of times for me because his presence, kind of halfway through the rehearsal period, made me um, question every decision that I've made. <laughs> And uh, I questioned my existence. I questioned um, <laughs> whether I was the right person to play the part. You know, all yeah. that great, wonderful self-doubt and anxiety and, yeah. you know, that wonderful self-criticism that occurs without your control or consent. Yeah. Um, and his mere presence did that. Mm-hmm. And it was really great just to get that out of the way and be kind of pulverized mm-hmm. by it. And I felt like I, I remember walking down the South Bank after a, after a day that he was in. After a day that he was um, that he was in, thinking, "Oh, it's it's all a mistake. It's all a terrible, terrible mistake." And then I thought, "Oh, that's good. This is happening now because mm. it's going to happen at some point. Better to happen now so I can just show up tomorrow and mm. you know fail again." Um, and it was just yeah. a series of you know days of failure after that, which was very liberating. And actually, that's what Marianne said. Do you remember yeah. at the beginning? This is where we fail. That's what she, she said. This is a sacred space, and this is where we fail. And, and the play, I think, but I think the play is that as well. I think yeah. I feel that way every night we oh do the play. Oh my God, you never get it. You never go, oh, that's how you do that scene, ever. I, I think mean that's the point, especially in the second play. Yeah. And I think he, he, f- he even says that. He's like, I'm the second play is never going to be completed. I'm never going to... Kushner says yeah, that. Yeah, I'm never going to fully be able to... I, th- I think mm. it's supposed to be mysterious. Yeah. And it's where the character, is where Pryor gets to, where he goes, he's trying to explain like why he wants to... Yeah live mm. and he can't really do it mm. but then he goes you know what I, 
I'm just going to let it go. It's surrender just a series of letting go. And, and surrender to my not enoughness, surrender to my imperfection, surrender to my disease, surrender mm. to, you know, humanity. my own humanity mm. and fallibility and, you know. Mm. Yeah. Because there's that thing, too, that when a writer comes in, especially, you know, it's Tony Kushner who's written this. It, there's no doubt you're reading it going, it's a bit good, isn't it? So it's not like you can go, you see this line here, Tony? I just don't think it works for me. Mm. It's like, that's not going to happen. It, you're saying the lines, whether you like it or not. And again, it's that thing that with Marianne, you know, the little part of me, that doubting part wants to go, do you like me? Am I okay? Am I? And what <laughs> kind of Harper am I? And you think... I can either go down that road or I can go, well, I'm this Harper, so I can only do the Harper that I can do. And people, some people will like it and some people won't like it, but I have to commit to it every night. So I sort of had to let go of what he <laughs> thought of, you know, I had to trust. I have to keep in my the course of my career, I have to keep trusting that if I'm given a role, it's because that person wants me to play that role and I'm supposed to do it for that time. And <laughs> And so he he didn't did he say anything or did he didn't oh shout he's from the so back? Lovely, you sure no, he was so lovely. Yeah. <laughs> You're a terrible Harper. What are you doing? She's so depressed. Um, yeah, I know he he was he's always so kind, yeah. so so kind. Like he feels, it seems to me anyway. He feels like he's this is like a a really beautiful thing for him to see his play mm. all this time later having this mm. effect. I mean mm. that must feel. And also, he like he put Roy Cohn in a play, mm. and now that man, that thing, is in the White House. Mm. Like he foresaw so much. So you'd be a bit like, "Tell you so." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, like yeah. there's so. M I say things in the play where I think I play a a, a man at one point, a, a Republican, and everything I'm saying, as I'm saying, I'm thinking, Jesus. Like, initially, I was like, oh, God, I have to play a man. I'm really nervous about that. And then I was like, just listen to what you're saying, actually. Just get out of the way and mm. listen to what this man wrote mm. about the Republican Party all that time ago mm -hmm. and think about where we are now. Like, it's profound. Mm -hmm. You just think, just say Tony's words in mm. whatever way. Uh, and on different nights, too. Like, there are nights where I come off stage and I think, oh, thought I had that scene but mm -hmm. who knows I, I just don't yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to trust that in the course of the whole epic it fits at whatever point because all our energies are doing this aren't they all mm -hmm. the time it's the first time I ever watched a play in a run through as well and thought oh my god like to see that you are a part of something mm. much bigger mm. it's a phenomenal yeah. like a phenomenal thing to to witness it is phenomenal uh, th the number of massive topics that it covers you know and and the extraordinary topicality of it that i was very surprised by seeing it again because i was mm. thinking oh yeah it's a sorry everyone it's about aids in <laughs> the um eighties you know and i was thinking oh it's going to be a really interesting period piece and then going oh my god this is so topical firstly about you know where we've got in terms of rights. But also, um, I'd sort of forgotten that Cohn not only had great connections with Reagan, which the play is about, but actually was a lawyer to Trump. He was his mentor. He was his mentor. Was his mentor. And there's a documentary called Get Me Roger Stone on Netflix at the moment that is horrifying mm. that, that Cohn appears in, that you think, oh, this is just, they decided years ago, these two guys, Roger Stone and Roy Cohn decided that Trump would be okay. president. Yeah. They could make him president, and they did. Like, it's unbelievable. So, yeah. So Any Trump supporters here? <laughs> <laughs> 
and, al- and also I was very struck by, you know, obviously um, it touches on environmental issues. Mm-hmm. And strangely, I feel, I suppose because of where the politics, personally where the politics are at the moment, um, that the play is about yeah, a millennial, pre-millennial sense of doom. But strangely, strangely, it's the sort of sense of doom now yeah. Yeah. that's very topical mm-hmm. and kind of reverberates mm-hmm. with the play. Yeah, mm-hmm. completely. Yeah. We should probably open it out to the house. So do you think we could have some lights up on the audience a little bit? Um, I can already see a hand up over there. So um, I'm going to just repeat the questions so that everyone can hear. Uh, there's a gentle, uh, gentleman over there, yeah. Do you want to kick off? Yeah. Oh, could I also just, just say, um, could, you, could you definitely phrase it as a question? Because um, we won't know. Because occasion- oca- just, just not a sort of comment. Because it's, it's a Q&A, the Q <laughs> and the name, isn't it? So, so quest- question, yeah. So I'll just summarise that. Um, so long rehearsal process. Uh, what what resources did you have, including research and other other mm. whatever you used as source for that? Yeah. Um, yeah so I, I did. I I met Marianne a year before rehearsals, and, and she she and Tony had asked me to to play the part. And um, I in that year I thought I was going to have a lot more time actually but I didn't I ended up having doing other other things um and I was very concerned actually I thought oh goodness um because it's so huge it's so endless the the deep dive of 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 what this play is and so goddamn important mm-hmm. um but 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 basically as soon as I um was free of these other commitments I I I think we all did. We all just got incredibly immersed in, um, well, for me, one of my main concerns, which uh, I feel every day when I do this play, is um, as far as I know, I am not a gay man. Um, as far as I know, you know. Mm. It may, it may, I may get an awakening, uh, you know, later in my life, which would be wonderful. And then mm-hmm. I could explore that area of the garden. Um, <laughs> But 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 right now I'm secluded to my my area, which is wonderful as well. Um, I adore it. Um, but a big concern was uh, what what right do I have, you know, to to play this this um, this wonderful seminal gay part? Um, and again, what Denise was saying, I had to trust that it was it was he chose you. It was the right thing. And Tony had asked me, and I thought, well, if you're asking me, then maybe it's okay. Um, and prior to sure I no I, th- I I I agree with 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 that as well, but um, so so for me it was um doing doing honor and and doing justice to um, you know to l- know my history mm. as it were. Um, you did so much like you did so much stuff. Like but but the, but the preparation really had begun before you know with 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 all of my friends you know and and it was this is uh, as as much devoted my. To me, doing this is as much devoted to my friends in the gay community as it mm. is to um, those that I don't know, those that, that passed during the mm. AIDS epidemic. Um, 
lots of films, lots of reading, mm. every season of RuPaul's Drag Race, like yeah. every... Michelle Visage Like came. every untucked episode, yeah. like every little interview... His RuPaul parties. ...with Alaska. I have RuPaul... That, that was literally the only time off w during rehearsals <laughs> and during the show. Did. Every Sunday I have eight friends over and we watch <laughs> Ru. That's literally it. That's that's my we life outside of this play. Um, I'm, I am a gay man right now, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Just without the physical act. Um, um, that's all. Um, but anyway, I, I uh, so so and and Tony was an amazing resource. Mm. The other actors were an amazing resource. Mm. Uh, Marianne was an incredible resource. We watched those brilliant documentaries. Amazing. Before uh, we were there, we, we, we were, were here. here. Oh my that god! That documentary was a big one. Which was how to survive so a plague is, and, yeah. and then like Peter Staley. I have Peter Staley like mm. wallpaper on my walls yeah. in my um, dressing room. If you don't know who Peter Staley is. He was, an, he was an AIDS activist in the 80s, and he That's was one amazing. of the one of the, the 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 gay men that you know this generation are standing on on mm. the shoulders of. You know, um, but also it's the national. I mean, you show up for rehearsals at the national, and there's like research all over yeah. the world. There's books everywhere. It's just phenomenal. So you feel so able to. There's just e there was everything available, wasn't there, mm. to that we needed. Mm. I, I didn't have to. But I, for for me, I I because I have played a long line of drug addicts. I didn't. Um, uh, mine was much more about researching that. You know, because Harper is in a um, a marriage, she's kind of locked in a marriage, and so t that kind of hopelessness or. I kind of I didn't really do as much research on her specifically, but just on the world of the play. So basically, everything that we all did together, all of those documentaries, and this amazing man Richard came in to see us, who was diagnosed with HIV and then AIDS in in and survived. You know, he's a, an amazing survivor, wasn't he? In the story that he told us, and we were really lucky. Some of the people that we got to meet throughout the course of this. Did you go to Salt Lake City? That nah. wasn't in the budget. That wasn't in the budget. But also, I'm not that kind of actress. So <laughs> <laughs> just look at a picture. I just look at pictures. <laughs> uh, another question? Damn, I should Slightly random. Uh, gentleman there. <laughs> Oh how God, yeah. do, you, do you consider do it one or two plays and how do you build up to performing a kind of eight hour marathon? I, I think we did three weeks on Millennium, didn't we? Mm -hmm. And then three weeks on Perestroika and then we started running them together. But I was saying earlier that when, when you talk about doing a matinee in this play, I don't feel like it's a matinee. I feel like on those double show days, we're doing the play. So the journey starts at one o'clock in the afternoon and it finishes at 11.30 at night. and. So you kind of, I'm so sorry. We're really tired. Um, no, it feels, it feels like, it feels like one play, doesn't it? I mean, he has to. It is play. one play. Yeah, it's it one is. It's <laughs> one 25 hour play. Yeah. It really, it just is. Yeah, it just is. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's weird, isn't it? Because he wrote the first play and then they put that on. And like, and a year like later. I feel weird doing a curtain call after the first play because- Yeah, we cut it. We cut the curtain call. But, but this is a strange thing because he, he, he hadn't written the second play until a year later, mm -hmm. I think. And, and, and it was, it's, it's, a, it's a strange thing. So it, it always feels strange just doing a one show night. Yeah. And it feels- I think we should do two shows <laughs> every day. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think it would be really good at it. But it feels awful doing a two show date. But it's the best. <laughs> yeah. It's also it's the best and the worst. It really is. It's, it's <laughs> you should see us backstage. We're losing like our minds. Walking around like that. You know, but even it, in the two hour break. It's, it's the weirdest thing. It's it's the most costly thing yeah. on the body and on the soul, I think yeah. we've ever done. Um, personally. Yeah. And I I will I will say it's the most fulfilling yeah. creative experience. I ever hope to have. I don't think it can get better than this in terms of mm, yeah. everything we've talked about, in terms of communion mm. with the audience, in terms mm. of us all going through the same thing together, mm. and in terms of the pr the how, how prevalent mm. the and how, mm. how necessary mm. it is mm. to mm. tell this story right now. Mm. I think I have it still. Obviously, I have this and I have people, place, and things. They're my two. I feel exactly the same if I, I feel exactly the same about that so <laughs> I mean I can't believe I'm saying this but I am so excited to go back and do that <laughs> eight times a week and be like high kicking my way through it going this is so easy <laughs> but I feel that that had the same sort of feeling for me of spiritual experience and you know and yeah but this one it's just a bigger version yeah. of that but it, yeah it's it's fabulous yeah um Someone back there. I can't really see anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, la lady at the back. I can hear. Go for it. What, what okay, what I'm, is I've got to take that one. What is your self-care self between okay, shows? So I have Reiki, reflexology, craniosacral therapy, chakra healing, <laughs> um, massage. Uh, air purifier. Air purifier. I got an air purifier from my room. Uh, therapy. Basically everything and anything I can possibly do. And now I'm going to put it all in a packet and get the same thing for Andrew. <laughs> so I'm purifying his room today. That's the, that's the beginning. No, it's that's all mm. I can do. I can't. I used to try and go to the gym or, you know, I tried Barry's boot camp for a while and then thought I'll die. Mm. You know, I was like, I, I need to get strong. And then I was like, no, you need to lie down and have people like do this mm. to your face <laughs> until yeah. you can get up. Like, it's unbelievable <laughs> just walking like that from mm. place to place. Yeah. It's a really, thank you for the and question. And I see kids. It's a well. weird, it's a very lovely thing to hear that, have, have that question asked because I think actors don't there's do a it. pressure to be like oh let's just get let's get on with it just got a stage to do the thing get on with it get off be fine and just oh don't no be, way you have to pay yourself back but there is a weird like that but the, there's a disconnect it is it is it's kind of a mental health issue <laughs> in yeah. a way it's like it's like what well, this does cost it yeah. does you're cost. short circuiting all of this agony all and the, the body time. doesn't know it's not real if you're doing exactly. it right if you're good so i really thank you <laughs> well, no, I mean, no. he's really good i'm really yeah. good <laughs> It's but, true. Uh, but thank you for the question. And uh, weirdly, after a two-show day, I feel like the play is the self-care. Mm. Once I get to the end, once I'm uh, just standing here and just like kissing everyone, like if metaphorically speaking, um, <laughs> and, it, and literally sometimes, <laughs> um, I I feel like oh that's this is healing. This yeah, is the, the end healing of the play for me and for healing, everyone. And it feels very like oh 
this was the therapy, this was the, this was the ritual, this was the point. But as I said before, doing single show days and mm. that two hours in between on the two show days is where, is where you have to be very careful. Mm. And because uh, I, I, yes, Saturday I thought, oh dear, oh no. Like mm. this last Saturday I had a really, I had a hard one. I didn't yeah. know what to do. I was like, you know when you're that exhausted where you can't control thoughts, mm. where, you're, thought <coughs> where, you, where you, you, you're trying to keep yourself together? And, uh, uh, you know, you, you, but you just can't. Mm. You, you haven't got the energy to create a, a, a boundary for yourself. Mm. And people don't talk about it. When you're training to be an actor as well, like, you know, there's that thing of, come on, just get on with it. But actually, if <laughs> you know, it is quite a thing to do to yourself. It's why there's lots of, like, mental health issues and addiction and all of that stuff that runs through our industry, I think, mm -hmm. because there are people that give out this amazing thing and then they don't pay the bill for themselves you know it does cost and I think I would I would love to see that being taught more to to young actors to take that seriously actually mm -hmm. you know because so often it's like ah you're only I mean this is you know my parents speaking ah you're only going on there doing this silly out playing you know and so you can develop this thing thinking I shouldn't feel this way right. because I don't have a proper job yeah. but actually you try it <laughs> and then also try holding when you stand in front of I used to do it on, uh, on my own with people placing things where I'd stand in front of an audience and go oh my god this is a lot of energy just doing that to me you know you have to there's no doubt like self-care is key for me now with this sort of stuff otherwise I won't get to 70 like and I want to continue doing this you know I want to still be the darling of the national theatre <laughs> when I'm 70 and I won't be able to do I don't want to be propped up with steroids you know so uh, another question um, lady there yeah hello <laughs> What's what's what do you imagine your character's backstories are? Mm. Mm. Well, mine is said that Harper comes from a, a, a. I see her as like the adult child of an alcoholic, or um, you know, also deeply religious background. Um, she and Joe have been together since they were about twelve years old, or something. She hasn't known anybody else. <coughs> She's very broken, damaged. Um, and so you don't have to look very far for examples of that, I don't think. Um, uh, and I, and uh, she's in a sexless, kind of joyless marriage with somebody that she loves, but I don't think she even really knows what love is because she's never had an example of it particularly. Mm. And so um, mm. it's quite bleak, her, um, her background. And, and that's why when you see the second half, it was very important to me, and I spoke to Marianne about it, that... Harper has got to win <laughs> at the end. There has got to be some sort of hope because otherwise it's just mm. too... I played it initially in in previews. I remember playing it that right to the end she was still, oh, God. And then I thought, nah, can't do that to her. I just can't. I think she deserves, after the life she's had, mm. she deserves that, you know. Mm. So, um, But the background is written for me. Mm. And then I just play it with Russell, you know, what that must have been like to live with Russell's Joe for um, her life. Mm. 
I think it's written for all of us. That the 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 inc- the beauty of the the writing and the play is that I- the every word has a clue in it. Every yeah. every topic that's discussed by the characters has a clue in it, and you get to piece together this very rich history for each character. Um, so for Pryor, there's a lot said about his ancestry. I mean, that's mm. that's that's you know a, a rehearsal period unto itself. How do you um, embody what that means to to not only come from such a long known waspy privileged lineage, but then to discover at a very early age, oh, I'm not like my ancestors. Mm. I uh, I would be con- I would I'm I'm being exiled by my ancestors for who I am for my sexual preference. Okay. And then what does that do? Because obviously, you know, I think about, I have friends who, are, who come from quite noble backgrounds. I myself am not, I'm very kind of, well, my parents working class and very like, aspirational towards middle class. And I guess I'm middle class because of their hard work and sacrifice. Yeah, but um, I always felt very far away from this upper class kind of, um, I don't know, sense of belonging. Like the, pe- the my, my friends who went to Eton, who 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 are actors, who I I I'm like, how, how how my how do you feel so at home in the world? How do you yeah. how do you feel like you're every everything's gonna be all right for you, isn't it? How yeah. do, and you just no know matter that what. with with no like judgment, just and but with envy. I have envy about it. I'm mm. like that looks so comfortable yeah. and nice. Yeah. Um. You know, even if things go wrong, you know that you It'll have right. you have so many yeah. hands on your back somehow. You have like a spine that has been like put put in you like a kind of steel rod. What a beautiful thing to be given. And why can't we all have that? Yeah. For Christ's sake. Um, yeah. Jeremy Corbyn for Prime Minister. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, this is a good audience. <laughs> but, but, um, but so, so for me, so, so how do you, how do you reconcile that? And I think that's one of the amazing things about Pryor that Tony chose to wrote to write to give this part or to create this character that had this noble heritage, this inner kind of spine that even though he doesn't believe he can handle the outrageousness of what is um, being thrown at him in his life, there's something in him that, that deeper than his, his own comprehension, his own consciousness, mm. that knows he can hold it all. And I think there's something, that, that, that was an interesting thing, and just for one example. And, and, and how, do you, how do you reconcile, and, and also like the, 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 the bravery and the courage to come out as a gay man to, to that ancestry, to the bayou, to look at the bayou tapestry mm-hmm. and to go, um, I'm a gay guy. Hi. I could stitch like, that. Like, <laughs> how do you, yeah? But how do you, you know, that that takes, whew, that takes a self knowledge and a self worth. Mm. When and the at world that time. and when the world is telling you you're you're worthless, Wrong, yeah. you are you are you are not in the mainstream mm. so that was a really wonderful thing too and still continues to be every night and, and i never i don't think i i never feel safe in this play i never feel i never feel it's like, like we've got it it's like quicksilver isn't it it's all very mercurial so it's th- and and it's constantly revealing the, the, the stuff with the angel is constantly revealing stuff to me especially that relationship to the angel which you'll see tomorrow Mm-hmm. Or uh, whenever mm-hmm. you see it, on, on or wi- will uh, she? There might not be an angel. Yeah, who knows? For those <laughs> who haven't seen it, that <laughs> might be a red herring. Um, on which note, I I see from my clock that oh, we we, we have to stop. But thank you very sure. much for the really uh, very interesting questions, <laughs> and thank you for being brilliantly articulate.
uh, even when exhausted. When we are so yeah. tired. Thank you thank so you much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.